What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of our podcast, Ladies Let's Talk About Sex. I'm your host, Felicia, and I'm a lady talking about sex. So this week, we have a very two very special guests, actually. This is the first time we've had more than one guest, which I think is super exciting. Um, so we have Maddie, who was in one of our previous podcasts, and then we have a roommate, Val. So do you two want to introduce yourselves and let people know who you are, what you do, all that great stuff? Hi, I'm Maddie. I'm excited to be back. I loved speaking with Felicia the first time around, and I'm happy to be here again. I am marketing manager for Motivator Vibrators, for those that don't remember, and I am an out and proud lesbian. Amazing. And Val, you want to? I'm Val. I'm the roommate. I'm a lesbian <laughs> as well. Um, I'm not working right now, and I make a lot of toast. <laughs> I love so, that. What do you put on your toast? Uh, today it was cream cheese. I think that's allowed. I don't think it has to be a bagel. There um, are no rules. Okay, yeah, it was very good. Toast and cream cheese. Good to know. I put I put cream cheese on my bagel this morning, but I'll definitely try the toast next time I... I highly recommend. Okay, good to know. I <laughs> <laughs> love that. So since it is the month of Pride... Um, and our last couple episodes have kind of been following, you know, the current climate of the world. I wanted to just chat about, you know, being gay and dating and what that's like for you. It's obviously something that, you know, doesn't get spoken about that often or um, especially like in the, you know, heteronormative community. It's not something that we really know that much about or really get that much perspective on. So I think I'm really excited to have you both here to just chat with me about dating and what it's like and how that's evolved and changed over time for you both. So maybe let's just like start from the beginning. Like when did you both start dating? Were you young? Were your parents like you can't date till you're 18? How did that work? Oh, that was definitely a thing. Like the whole like you can't date till you're like, there was never like an age given. It was just like the parents were like, you can date when you're married kind of like that joke <laughs> like I don't know if you ever got that joke before where it's like you're not allowed to date until you're married and I'm like okay my parents but... didn't really care okay they were th we had so many foster kids that they're they're busy with that um I didn't really date though because deep down I wasn't attracted to boys um my sister did and she always had a boyfriend um and it was, but like, I guess I had some boyfriends in middle school, but it was the type where like, you don't look at them. You don't acknowledge their existence. <laughs> you just write notes. I had one that would sit next to me every day at lunch and I refused to even acknowledge his existence. I think we might've held hands once. And then he broke up with me to date Kira, um, which I was like, oh, what the hell? Um, like, I am the most hot person in the world. What's wrong with you? Um, but also, like, I didn't acknowledge him. So it was just, like, understandable. Um, and, yeah. And then high school, um, I secretly dated a boy that I wasn't allowed to date because he was too old for me. And then we broke up. And then I dated someone because he took me to the prom. Um, but, like that I just dated him because he was paying attention to me and like I was way too hot for him so I, I love like the whole power dynamic of that <laughs> really problematic <laughs> stuff <laughs> I really love this like eight-year-old you already knew she was like 
I'm so hot. <laughs> you just carried that your whole life. <laughs> Self love is lethal. It's real good. Oh, it's real good. I I love me. <laughs> that's no. That's that's how it should be. So then, I guess because there is that whole you know coming of age thing, and you have to figure out: Do I like boys? Do I like girls? Maybe you weren't encouraged to, you know, explore your sexuality, or maybe you were. So. Um, Maddie, you said that you were dating boys until until a certain age or for a, per, a period of time. Val, were you the same, or did you kind of know straight out the gate that I was? You were not into dicks. No, I um, no, I I make the joke often where it's like I, if I'm like asked like, did you like come out in high school? It's like no, I played soccer instead. Like I was more <laughs> kind of like focused on sports and stuff and anything to like you know any kind of outlet for the angst. Um, but no, I, um, I ended up, was it dating a guy for like a month? Cause I wanted to go to prom. Um, I love that. That's this a, prom that's pressure. I really, <laughs> yeah. Like you write, it's a thing where my mom was like, like, I didn't have the money to, for the ticket or anything. And mom's like, I'm not paying unless you have a date. And I was like, yes. okay. So and he was really nice. Like he was a great, like a great guy. Um, but it literally ended like after like a month, he like told me he loved me. And I just looked at him and was like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> oh my God. So that was the only time I've ever dated a man. But then I went to college and became like, like part of allies exec and was super gay. And it was, it was okay after that. But no, I think it's, it was a slow realization. I think for a lot of women it is, you know, but oh, yeah. some some are out and proud by the time they're like six, maybe. But yeah, I admire those people. Yeah, compulsory well, I, heterosexuality though is a a societal disease where you lie in bed crying at night, like, oh my god, why was I fantasizing about kissing girls? What's wrong with me? I need to force myself to pretend that I was actually fantasizing about kissing boys. Um, because otherwise I am bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's so unfortunate because it's just like, I don't know. I think it has a lot to do with like the environment you're raised in and your parents as well. Because like I, um, two weeks ago I spoke to a psychologist who actually has a daughter who's trans and mm. her daughter came out at like six or seven years old. And like, obviously she's into like the mother is very like into the sexual education and like wellness and you know pride and all that stuff and she's very knowledgeable and super smart marnie um did an episode two weeks ago about like the lgbtq plus community and like you know she did a lot of work with um lgbtq plus youth um so her daughter had access and resources to kind of be eight years old and say all of these things but when it's like that unsaid thing then of course those like heteronormative pressures like definitely weigh on you I can't imagine like them not um so then I guess as you kind of grew up and like started dating girls how how did dating change for you over time can I ask you both how old you are oh yeah I'm 27 yeah we're, okay we're oh you're 27 too yeah you're only a couple days older than me yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Because yeah. I definitely think I'm 20 and the way I dated okay. at 16 changed from, you know, how it was then to now. So I, uh, I can assume yeah. that that's changed over time for you from your early 20s to maybe your 
I don't want to say 27's late 20s. I want to say oh, it's honey, like oh, mid-late late 20s. 20s. Thanks <laughs> for being respectful with that whole like age anxiety thing, but I don't care. I'm late 20s and I'm, I'm balling. Like, yeah. I don't care. I'm ready to be 30. I have a feeling it's going to be my prime, and so I'm just prepping for my prime right yeah. now. No, every sexual health expert I've spoken to says that a woman's peak is in their 30s and 40s sexually, so I'm Fantastic. waiting. Yeah. <laughs> I can agree but, with yeah, that. Yeah, how has that how has that changed for you like over the past even like 5 years? Um I could probably like I think for me a lot of it has been like I feel like a natural change you kind of learn as like a woman as you kind of go into your late 20s where I think like when I was like younger I tended to focus more on like exhibiting like how like low maintenance I am, like how lovable I am, like all these like kind of like caring kind of like traits but I feel like it's like one of those things where it's like you like grow up you realize like how poorly society has prepared you to take care of yourself as like a woman like kind of care for yourself and others so as I've gotten older it's like kind of like when I date someone I'm like hey here's the stability of my life I know the difference between co-insurance and a copay I can have an argument with you in a respectful way I know how to cook a chicken like it's stuff like that where I've stopped, like, when I date people, I'm just, I'm not trying to be like, aren't I lovable? It's like, I am lovable. This is what I can do. Let's build something together. Yeah. It's a, I think it's just like a natural confidence thing you get as you get older. Oh, yeah. For yeah. me, it's different because, like, I obviously came out as bisexual um, at the end of my college career. Um, only dated a woman for the first time that following fall. And it was like me being 13 years old of all over again and being like, oh my God, this is amazing. I love having sex with women. <laughs> like it was, it was she, but she was like, I would say a seasoned lesbian, whatever that meant at the age of 23, 24. Um, uh, uh, so she was just like, whoa, calm down. This isn't like, earth this isn't this earth shattering thing but for me it was because I had like been with so many men so many and then like things changed even up to like last November when I finally came out as lesbian a lesbian because I was like terrified of dating women um just because I was like men are trash (laughs) um and like women are these perfect supreme beings um that are too precious for me to touch and i was just like terrified and i've kind of gotten over that um in a while and like just living like living with val and like seeing her humanity and like dating the people i I have dated and them being my friends and like seeing their humanity and like i i am allowed to touch them and just because i feel like men like take advantage of women a lot like i'm afraid to like take on that role as a lesbian, taking advantage of women, that I'm like, I have to like separate myself, but like, no, Maddie, you you didn't like, you're not a sexual predator for dating someone two years younger than you. Like you are allowed to like want to kiss and touch a woman and like be intimate. Like um, it's definitely been a thing of like, just reexamining how I am in relationships because like I, I like, the last like official boyfriend I had, I hated him. <laughs> um, like I did not like him at all. And I literally told him straight up, like, you're the last man I'll ever date. 
and like I, it <laughs> you manifested that. I did. <laughs> I, did. I like kind of knew I was a lesbian for a was while. Looking out for you. Yeah. <laughs> and like it was because of Val that I came out as a lesbian because she was the one that was like, "Hey, Maddie, like you refuse to date men. Like, look at your college journals." Because I'd let her. She was going through a bre- breakup, so I let her borrow my college journals to see like. Be like, the mentality of 20-year-old women isn't the same as, like, your ex. Um, it's a good read. <laughs> and thank you. And she was just like, Maddie, you're a lesbian. And I looked around my room, and I was like, holy fuck. And, like, I'd say, like, dating now, I have had all those experiences of putting the men in their pleasure first that I'm now, like, I'm, I can still be a pushover, and I definitely still struggle with boundaries. But now it's just like, okay, I care about you but the drama isn't worth it. So it's time for me to move on. And like picking my battles, like Val was very close to the non-binary person I was dating. um, And like, it got messy around the end and they ran to discuss our relationship with Val. And I think Val was a great like person to have on my side to basically be like, first of all, you should be having these conversations with Maddie. And second of all, like, standing up for me where I was more of a pushover, Val was able to step in and be like, hey, no, you're wrong. Stop forcing gender norms on Maddie. She doesn't owe you femininity. She doesn't owe you bottom energy or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't phrase it like that, but that was pretty much the gist of the conversation. Yeah, like without getting into too much detail, it was just like them projecting their insecurities on me and, like, projecting gender norms on me despite them being bi- non-binary. And Val being like, hold up, wait a second, Maddie doesn't owe you shit. Like, this is, you can't be using her body to validate your gender. Like, it, like when you're having sex, it should be about two people enjoying each other. And there shouldn't be that much thought into, like, oh, my God, these are the roles we're playing. What is it? I, oh, I love this line that I said, and I want to, like, get on a t-shirt. It's like, sex isn't a pride event. And you can't, like, come at people like they're supposed to, like, make you feel like you're at, like, the pier getting a Budweiser and, like, buying, like, a flag to wear as a cape. It's not what sex is. It's not what relationships are. No. Yeah, I was like, like, come on. You can be- have your identity and be proud of it, but it's just, like, you're two human beings that are attracted to each other. Yeah. It- it's not that complicated. <laughs> Do you think that that last relationship, like... Because you explain how this person was, you know, pushing this kind of identity onto you. And you talked about previously feeling a little bit weird having sex with women because, like, of having sex with men and that relationship and those roles that a lot of, like, heteronormative men kind of stand on. Do you feel like there was any parallels there? Or do you think that those just kind of, like, the cards life played you? Um, I think that I just am, like, a people pleaser, if, uh, if I'm understanding your question correctly, I just want, so that makes me more submissive. And like all my, most of my experience is with men where they kind of like expect you to be people pleasers. And I'm just like, I like you for who you are. I don't care what that is. Like, um, and you have a vulva and not a penis, which makes it better for me <laughs> because I'm like, I have so much trauma with penises. I'm not sexually attracted to them, but they that upset them because they like to I don't even know how to word this like I don't want to say 
like they did not want a sex change, but they referred to their genitalia as their dick. And like that I wanted me to like validate it as their penis, which I did to a point, but it was also like, like fuck me with your strap. I'm down for penetration. Yeah. But like there was like, um, I guess I didn't quite understand where they were coming from. And it also felt like they were trying to force this masculinity onto me, like their masculinity onto me and forcing me to like acknowledging this masculinity because they wanted to move away so much from their femininity. It was very confusing because they weren't very good at verbalizing, but they were very mm. good at getting upset. Oh, <laughs> I love that phrasing. It's, <laughs> it's true though. Like, they, I think that's a very common problem in a lot of people. I just, yeah. it sounds not hypocritical to me, but like when one identifies as non-binary, I feel like yeah. that removes them from, you know, the two. Yeah average genders if yeah. that makes sense I don't know if I'm saying that right but it just seems a little bit like ironic or That's not ironic word. but I mean I think that we are allowed to go there um they were hypocrite I can ha I can easily say them in as an individual they were hypocritical because they like you can see Val right now you've seen her she's very masculine and especially since she's cut her hair and they were convinced that Valerie was not a female, like did not, her gender wasn't female. Like they were like, oh no, like Val's on the edge of discovery and they would always misgender Val as like they, them. And I'm just like, that, that's so fucked up. Like you, they're, they were very sensitive about being misgendered, which they had every right to and like being dead named and all that stuff. And then I was like, but you're sitting here and you're actively misgendering Valerie, who's very clear, she is a woman, she's proud of being a woman, she is not, not she isn't non-binary, she doesn't owe anybody femininity, she can be this hot masked lesbian all she wants. I'm just really gross. It's not, it's, <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I mean, if people want to see what they want to see, fine, but like, yeah. I'm just a woman who's gross, it's fine. <laughs> Ladies, she's single. Ladies, she's single. <laughs> Get on this mess. If you like a little mildly disgusting, not as maybe? I don't know. I'm just as disgusting, but more feminine disgusting. I'm single too. <laughs> Your room's cleaner. You win. <laughs> That's, I don't know about that. But, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sorry that that was something you had to like experience because I just feel like I don't know. I feel like ignorantly, I think that if you're a part of like the LGBTQ plus community, you try and be as sensitive or even just like considerate eh. as you can. But I guess that's just me being a heteronormative woman sitting here being like, I'll try my best. I hope everyone else does. But it's more like everybody's do. fighting for their own team. Yeah. Like, have you ever met a white gay man? They mm -hmm. don't give a fuck about us. And I'm not, like, saying there are some that do. Hi, I have friends that are white gay men that are like, oh, you're my friend, I love you. And I'm like, you're my friend, I love you too. But, like, I, and overall, like, when you look at a Pride event, I or even, like, our neighborhood in Philadelphia, it's for gay men. <laughs> Where are the lesbian spaces? We are our own lesbian spaces, that's about it. 
I feel like the patriarchy so. has a lot to do with oh. that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, systemic... Uh, it's it's a whole different thing. And even us as white lesbians, we have a different experience. I mean, even us as individuals, we have such different experiences. But, I mean, I call Val my gay community. She is my gay community. It's um. so cute. I do not come with free swag. <laughs> No t-shirts uh, included. No, we don't got the <laughs> we don't got the budget true. for that. I got swag. She gave me a rainbow bracelet once. Oh, <laughs> kept falling off, so it just sits in my room now proudly. So you do come with swag. You have to redact that. Uh, uh, <laughs> I guess you have to edit that out. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> but yeah, uh, um, but yeah. As for dating, I don't know. Um, it's definitely more fun, in my opinion. But that's how you know that you were born gay. If you're like, wow, this is... <laughs> I actually enjoy this. That's how sex and dating should be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hopefully it's all positive. I mean, obviously, yeah. you know, you have some horror stories. But, uh, I mean, yeah. like... I mean, even the non-binary person, like, I mentioned the bad things. But, like, overall, I had a great time with them. Like, we basically lived on FaceTime with each other, and hanging out with them was a blast. So it was just, like, the drama. I had to be like, okay, this drama is not worth it. <laughs> Time to move no, on. No, 100%. Yeah, but they, I had fun with them. I really enjoyed their company. So it's like, it wasn't this whole tragic story. It's just, like, every story, everything has its ending. No, 100%. Yeah. And I think that's a really good kind of leeway into the next question where I'm kind of curious as to because you both have had you know some experiences with men or just like I don't want to say pretending to be a heteronormative but like going through the motions that mm -hmm. you know a lot of LGBTQIA plus individuals go through do you notice or maybe like even talking to your straight friends like any notable differences um within dating in the LGBTQ plus community that like you don't your straight friends don't complain about or like anything that you think is like maybe unique to your experiences with women or um, all I can think of is probably like I feel like when you go on dates like there's more like a pool of like things you know you can talk about, if that makes sense. Like there's certain like movies you know you can talk about mm -hmm. or TV shows or like, I don't know, like even like shows I haven't seen, I've like been on dates and talked to them with people because there's just like that network of like gifts on Tumblr and like op-eds mm -hmm. and all those articles about them. Um, so I think probably what's different is just like, I mean, for that month, I was playing it straight. It's just, like, I feel like there's, like, more of a connection in terms of interests and, like... Oh, yeah. Like, a history that you can build off of instead of just going in blind with, like, a man who might be into, like... I don't know what oh, you don't into. understand how many times I've sat there and pretended to give a shit about sports. Yeah. That's... Yeah, that's what I'm that's talking about. That's the yeah. story of my life, and I just sit there and I'm like, mm-hmm, this is so great. I want to die. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Phillies are on tonight. Yay. Like, yeah. Woohoo! Like, golf? Like, I don't care. <laughs> like, stats. Oh my god, we have, like, a bunch of frat boys living next door to us, and, like, when they're hanging out in their backyard, I'm like, uh, like, all they talk about are stats. 
And I'm like, there aren't even any sports on. Why? Why are you guys fighting over something that already happened? Like, yeah, it's hard. And, like, there are definitely things you can't touch on because they'll be like, well, like, I'm not a feminist, but I, because I think men and women should be equal. Like, I feel like with women, well, just think of, like, a, like, a date, well, I, this is how I think of a date with a woman. You're on a date with a new female friend that you could potentially have sex with, and I think that's wonderful because I, um, I love it. It's just like, damn, like, I would love to have sex with my friends too, but my friends are like Maddie Boundaries, but like... <laughs> <laughs> But that's what it is, isn't it? Like, yeah. That's how my last relationship started was I just hung out with her and we watched, like, gay movies together. Because you're just like, hey, we bond over this. Yeah. And, and so it's just, like, it builds from that. I think there's a different level of safety, too. Like, I feel, I don't feel in danger when I'm out to drinks with a woman. I mean, yesterday I had a first date and um, we got, well, I got pretty drunk. She definitely had a higher tolerance than me. I was just sitting there babbling, and I wasn't afraid of her, like, violating me or anything, you know? It was just like... She was wearing hiking boots. You were fine. She, uh, she was an outdoorsy lesbian. <laughs> oh, she she was, like, a craftier outdoorsy lesbian. Yeah. I felt so safe. I was just like... like That's why she drank you under a table. Oh, my God. I know. I was wearing some, like, L.L. Bean, like... <laughs> like, come on. You know. I know. I was like, Val, come down, meet her. And I was like, Val, she's, she's masculine. And Val's like, oh, I need to put on something intimidating. It's a constant like, <laughs> power struggle. You know, the power struggle of tops, I guess. But, um, <laughs> mask lesbians. But, yeah, it's just, it's, I think it's fun because, like, you, yeah, it's like hanging out with a friend that, like, you might go home and, like, make out with or have sex with, and that's awesome. Um, plus, like, women are hot. Like, they're so beautiful. Like, men don't try. And when they do, and they can get sad. away with it. Yes, mm. men can look like garbage <laughs> their whole life, and they'll still find a woman who will marry them because that's oh. those are our options. Yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, like women are just I'm so sorry. Beautiful. Can we like start I, a fund for her? Yeah. <laughs> like, can we call Queer Eye for her boyfriend? Do they still do yes, that? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Like, Honestly, uh, I'll send him. Like <laughs> when he comes, will, oh will, my god! Will queer eye him as lesbians? Like lesbians should go in and teach men how to be better boyfriends because, like, like there's a joke like dated bisexual women because they're so used to dating men that their bar is so low, <laughs> which is so true. I am so easily pleased by women because I spent so much time dating men that I'm like, oh my god what like <laughs> you value me and like and like love that I feel beautiful and like love telling me that I'm beautiful and like are interested in what I'm interested in I don't know the bar is low also being sexually pleased it's just like damn um <laughs> it's amazing um but yeah um there was something else about dating women that I was gonna say that's a plus and I totally forget it um I guess they're less bothered about be you being friends with exes sometimes. I guess it depends on who. Yeah. But maybe that's just my experience with the L word. But, like, I, like, if a woman's friends with her ex, like, I'll just be like, okay, cool. Like, because, like, our community is small in a way. And it's just like, how else are you going to know who your next girlfriend is if you don't know your ex-girlfriend's ex-girlfriend? So... <laughs> 
That's very true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. I think it's better, to be honest. It's stressful. Definitely stressful it, because you're still like, it's still a human relationship. So uh, there's still things that in any relationship that you have to navigate. You know, it's not like, oh, women are less drama or like men, like, don't talk as much. It's like, no, people are, individuals are so different that you you have the same problems with women and men and you have the same plus sides uh, with women and men. Just, oh, you know what it is, what I was gonna say. Um, when you go on a date and you, or you're talking to a girl and you don't know if she wants to just be your friend or if it's a date, it can get very confusing. Ooh. Like, or if you're talking to a girl at a bar and it's like, is she being friendly or is she hitting on me? Oh yeah, I had that, I told you about that incident at the grocery store where I decided to be bold and started flirting with someone and then she like quickly mentioned um, a story with, that involved her husband and I was like, shoot. <laughs> and I was just like, yup, oh, this tomato juice is very interesting. Bye, I'll see you later. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I like what, thought I was flirting with this girl at Pride last year before you joined me. And I was like, damn, we're vibing. This is great. And then she mentioned she was there with her girlfriend. And I was like, I'm so confused. <laughs> I don't know. Like... <laughs> I like called Val. I was like, you need to get here. I'm all by myself. I don't know how to talk to women. I'm terrified. And then the moment she showed up, I, I found someone to make out with. I was so proud. Um, but like, <laughs> then went back to like hanging out with Val because I was like, oh, she seems too young for me. But <laughs> milestones. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. Um, I, I this this might be like an ignorant question, so correct me if I'm wrong, but. Now with, like, feminism and the rise with, like, you know, women being equal to men, there's, like, this whole movement in, I don't want to say in the heteronormative community, but, like, as, like, a straight woman, I always offer to at least pay for myself. I know I'll mm. never pay for them, but, like, I always offer to pay for myself, and then if they're persistent, usually the guy will pay, and, like, I'll take a free meal. I don't care. Yeah. But, like, what's that like um, as a lesbian and like is there that pressure or is it more just like go Dutch and it's fine yeah I think it that one that's actually a really interesting point and that wasn't that didn't sound ignorant at all that no. was like a really interesting question yeah um I think in my experience like I don't even know it's like it's sometimes like that weird thing where if, if you just met someone usually like you end up just splitting it I feel like yeah just as like a like a courtesy thing it, um, it but, depends. Yeah. Like, if she's like a doctor, I'm going to be like, <laughs> honey, daddy, please. You know? Like, <laughs> I've no, 100%. This and I understand. <laughs> but, well, that's why I don't feel bad for like yeah. when, when girls are like, oh yeah, I'm a feminist and I'm going to pay for myself. I don't feel bad letting a guy pay for me because he's making more money than me regardless of what our jobs are right yeah. now. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Take him for every dollar <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and, like, yeah. there are still, like, gender norms, I'm doing finger quotations, in the lesbian community because there are femmes and there are masks, and if you spend a minute on, like, lesbian TikTok is a great example of that. Um, lesbian TikTok is a godsend also. Um, Do you have any TikTokers you want to shout out right now? <laughs> uh, not right now. Okay. <laughs> I Like, I think we both are, like, kind of 
worn out on lesbian TikTok. It was amazing at the beginning of quarantine, but um, you get sick and tired of the thirst traps after a while, um, especially when you're like, oh my God, they're 19. Ew. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, there. I feel like some, there are like masculine lesbians and there are feminine lesbians and some like to play into that whole gender norm thing. Yeah, I was going to say, I've definitely like, pulled the gun and like paid without them either knowing or not knowing but I've definitely pulled the card of paying for them as kind of not a power move but like a um like to make them feel taken care of like that it's like that that kind of expectation does bleed into it yeah and that's what we call top energy (laughs) Val calls me a power bottom um and like that just means like I definitely am (laughs) um in the sense of like when uh like, obviously, sometimes you both are giving and taking, and sometimes it's just, like, you want to be babied and, like, fucked. Um, <laughs> like... No, like, I, I, like, 100% you know? relate like, to that, too. And then that, like, comes out to, like, dating, too. Like, of course, the way I am, I'm going to be like, no, don't pay. <laughs> and then <laughs> eventually give in when they're like, uh, uh, like, no, like, I'm going to pay for you, you know. But, like, in the end, it's just like, like, on our date yesterday, like, she definitely pulled out her top energy by paying for our drinks before I could even pull out my money. But then I ordered dinner for us. So I, she was like, how much can I Venmo you? And I was like, no, that's on me because you bought beer and um you bought our drinks um so there's a lot of socialism in the lesbian community yeah (laughs) you know there's a lot of it in there yeah and she like luckily she backed down she was like okay cool like that's good so I didn't have to put up a fight and give her my Venmo or anything you know it's just like I mean like our friendship is like that too where Val's like tell me how much you paid I'm Venmoing you but that's I think that's Val's top energy of just being like, I've got to be dominant. I, I joke about that more than she does too. Cause I like, can't open like a tomato sauce can or a jar. And I'll be like, Val, I need your masculine strength. <laughs> you just use a knife to get it open. Let me be weak. Okay. Thank you. That's her energy and that's your energy. And I love that for both like, of you. I lo- I want a knight in shining armor. I'm going to get my knight in shining armor. And like, she's going to take off her helmet and have long flowing hair. Okay. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> that's so cute. <laughs> so-, <laughs> um, so then maybe just asking more about like your previous experiences or like more of your like maybe newfound experiences, was there anything that surprised you when you first started dating women or anything that you weren't expecting or were surprised by or maybe just, like, even how comfortable you guys were? Because I I feel like I am always super, super nervous when I go on dates, and if I don't mm-hmm. know the person, then my roommates have my – find my friends. They know exactly yeah. where I am, you know. So maybe – was there anything that, like, shocked you or you weren't prepared for and, then you found, like, you were pleasantly surprised? Um, I'm just like the first thing that popped in my head is how soft they are. Um, honest, like at first, yes, I was terrified, but like now when I've like hooked up with people, it's more like, like, oh, this is amazing. You know, it's it becomes less terrifying over time, and it's just like um, it's very like, I would say sensual. 
because they're so soft and gentle and the mo- and like even when you're rough it's still very like I don't know it's something about a woman's hands that I just like makes me mellow like and being intimate and like I don't know. Their skin is so soft, though. Every woman I've been with, a non-binary person I've been with, uh, it's fucking amazing because men just aren't soft. I don't know if they don't know. Like, that's not true. I was with one guy who used coconut oil on his skin every day, and I was just like, <laughs> and I loved having sex with him because it was like having sex with a woman. That's why I loved having sex with him. I even, like, would tell my friends, like, oh, this was even when I was before I was out as a lesbian. I was like, oh, yeah, I love having sex with him because I feel like I'm sleeping next to a woman. but yeah I would say like it's like little like physical differences um there's like a softness to it even when you do start getting rough which I I love I think it's magical but I'm also a lesbian so it's like up my alley (laughs) (laughs) um I don't really have like a magical experience like that mine's just like I feel like I forget, what was the question, like? <laughs> I'm so sorry, I don't no. so many tangents that, yeah. No, you're fine, I was just like, I was just like, that's a very beautiful description. Yeah. Um, oh, dating, I think, yeah. um, kind of the cool things, I feel it's like, like, like anything, like anyone would, would kind of, like, figure out, like, it's like, my favorite part of dating is, like, going grocery shopping with someone, and I've worked in a grocery store before, so maybe that's why, but, like, I feel like there's just something really fun. Like, I feel like with dating, you think, like, it's supposed to be, like, always going out to dinner or, like, planning your wedding or, like, I don't know. <laughs> what do people do on – what do normal dating people do? I don't know. But, like, I just – I don't know. I just found, like, I've had to accept, like, I really just kind of, like, hanging out and choosing pastas with people. Um, so I think, like, it's just, like, really thinking about what it means to be with someone, yeah. I guess. I would equate, like, I don't know, being intimate with women is, like, when you have that really great friend in middle school, and you both are, like, discovering, like, your sexuality, and, like, discovering yourselves, and, like, you have this confidant that you can, like, cuddle with, and, like... What middle school did you go to? (laughs) I was also incredibly closeted to the point where, like, that was my replacement for, like, relationships like romantic relationships is I like even now I have romantic relationships with my female friends like that's kind of like it's platonic like it's a platonic romance that's how I appreciate I approach my female relationships and I think it's because I was closeted so long and like you just lie in bed with them and cry about why you're single and like I don't know I had these female friendships that like that's how like I feel when I'm like dating people now it's just like this like um like oh my god let's watch this tv show and binge it together and then like spend the whole time like talking about like how annoying our hair has been all day long you know like but I'm also very a very romantic very romantic in general I feel like that sounds like your like your safe your childhood like safe spot yeah and because you did date guys for a while I feel like that's kind of your happiest place so it obviously now that you fit into your new your new being and your new orientation you you're more authentic to yourself that makes a lot of sense why you feel super safe especially since me my history of dating men is like riddled with trauma 
hundred percent. So it's just like, yeah, women are a safe space for me. And like, I don't know, like, I, do I have nerves when I go on dates with women? Yeah. But like, once I see them for the first time, I just like automatically go into this comfort zone where like, I'm mildly nervous, but I'm just like talking, 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 you know, but I'm like having fun and being a goofball to the most point and like trying to make sure they're having fun too. I guess that's important to me. Like, but like, yeah, with men, I'm like, oh God, like, like you said, like set up things with your friends, like just in case I'm murdered mm-hmm. with the women. Yeah. It's just like, um, I'm going to text you if I bring her home <laughs> so you can meet her and give me, give her your stamp of approval or be like, Maddie, why? <laughs> what is this? But yeah, mm-hmm. I think like women ghost a lot too. I'd like to bring that up. How many times oh. have like, I gotten ready for a date and then just sat there while like Val is sad because she goes sit and then Val's like lesbians. <laughs> I didn't know but... that that was like a. I, I I feel like there's gonna be a few straight women in the comments, you know, countering that because I feel like guys probably do it just as much. Oh yeah, but it's just like I have had multiple dates where I'm like, oh yeah, like we're gonna meet up and do karaoke, and last minute she's like, I'm sorry, like. I don't feel good or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, we can reschedule. And then she just doesn't text me back ever again. It's just like, okay, (laughs) cool. Is that something you see more with like the use of dating apps or is it something just you've seen in general with your experiences? I would say dating apps. Yeah. I think apps like some, like one of my working theories is like, I think apps like provide women like a way to kind of like let out maybe some built up, like, Gay, gay anxiety mm-hmm. where it's like you can like interact with women and like kind of look at like what you're into but like the actual act of like taking it past that is a little bit more difficult because like once it has real world applications like I think women tend to like shut down sometimes if they're not as comfortable in what they want and what their identity is mm-hmm. um so I think you can like yeah you can be on apps and it's like some people really just kind of want to talk which is fine like I've yeah. made some pretty good online friends that way but, you know, if you ask them to hang out and they really just aren't actually looking for that, what yeah. are you going to do? Yeah. So don't match with me unless you want to actually hang out. Yeah. Because. <laughs> Is that your bio? Like, unless you want to date, I don't want to waste my time. Yeah. <laughs> like, I really enjoy talking to you, but I really love quality time. Like, I love hanging out with someone and sitting in the grass and eating snacks and soaking up the sun and being goofballs, you know, like, and I, I don't get, I don't, I don't know. I'm not very good at like the online thing. Mm. Yeah. But that's where our experiences are very different. People are so different that like, yeah, that's my thing. Like I'm speaking from my own experience where I did use it years ago and I accidentally matched with someone that I worked with and didn't realize it. And then she called me out, like, when she saw me at work, she, like, texted me on the app. I was like, hey, I think we work together. And I was like, what? <laughs> and we ended up going out a couple times. And I think I actually ended up kind of ghosting her mm. unintentionally. Um, I felt bad about Oops. that. But, yeah, it's like that where it's like, you I know. mean, we all do things that hurt others, and it's just about growing from them. Yeah. I like to tell Val she wasn't a lesson, she was a blessing. Mm-hmm. Because she is. 
I feel like though that's like part of being human and part of dating and I'm sure that like I've definitely like unintentionally hurt a few guys feelings by accident or even just like not you know when you you know someone likes you and then you don't like them as much but you're kind of like bored and then you just like realize two years later when they confront you you're like I didn't I wasn't thinking that much about it like yeah it's happened to the best of us even the ones with like the best intentions so I just feel like we're all human and it, it, it happens there's yeah, all trying to figure out algorithms. It's fine. It's it's a lot. <laughs> figure out algorithms. Yeah, yeah. Val has this theory that eventually we're all going to be slaves to Amazon. So, oh my god, <laughs> indentured servitude. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Just either way, we're not getting paid. Yeah. <laughs> They're not sponsoring this episode. No. So that's solid. Yeah, I know. yeah. Don't yeah. want to get you in trouble with the overlord. <laughs> Um, I'll die before I work for Jeff Bezos. <laughs> my, my words. <laughs> I don't think you're the only one that would say that. Yeah. But um, as we kind of like close off, do you guys have any like dating at like dating peaks or maybe dating pits or some funny like dating stories that you think the world would love to hear? I'm just like I'm trying to think. Um, Man, I know, like, I, my best friend and I, like, um, in college, we came out together as bisexual, and, like, she broke up with her boyfriend and was living with me, and um, she's like, well, now we can have sex, and, like, before she had dated her, well, before when she was still with her boyfriend, like, we would always joke that we would be in a relationship if she didn't have a boyfriend, and then it came down to it, and she's like, well, we can have sex if you want. And I, at that point, I was just like, with all her drama going on in her life, I was like, mm, I love you, girl, but, like, this is not the time. What an exchange. Yeah. What an enticing way to I mean... fuck someone. Hey, <laughs> I'm single now. Yeah, let's have <laughs> sex. And honestly, like, if it had been in any other situation, like, now she's single again, if she would just say, like, let's have sex, I'd be like, you know what, let's have a threesome, I'm totally down. I think one-on-one, we'd just be laughing the whole time. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, at the time, like, life was so messy that I was just like, um, I'd love to, but not now. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, she recently had her first female encounter um, because she's single again, and I'm so proud of her. I'm jealous because, like, um, my... Um, New Year's resolution is oral. Never done oral with a woman. Still haven't. And like she like started like casually dating this woman and I'm like, bitch, I am so mad at you. Like that you got to do oral before I did. Like in a, I'm so happy for you. I'm so proud of you. But like, I'm going to take this moment to be a little toxic and be jealous as fuck. Like, I dream about it. I lie in bed and think about it all the time. Like, I've had women go down on me, but I just want to do it so bad. So, also, I'm single. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And located in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Will travel on your dollar. Val looks stunned right now. I don't know. We've known each other for a year. I don't know why things surprised her. She knows this was my New Year's resolution because she was the person I announced it to. 
It's just because I'm like from more of like the like, like I don't know, different branch of expression, I guess. Where ah, people say these things, yeah. and I'm like, I'm still working up. She also like gets blown like, away with how open I am about flirting. Yeah, like I'll shoot my shot. I don't care. It's it's an it's it's something to behold. And I'll be like, oh, you want a tip pick? Here's a tip pick. And like a foul will be sitting in the room with me, and I'll just like be sitting on the couch. We'll be watching the TV, and I'll lift up my shirt take a picture of my boobs and send it and Val's just like and the whole time I'm, t- I'm trying to text one person asking them how their day is and I've written the sentence like five different times <laughs> like that's the difference I'm trying to get at here <laughs> yes Val is very I'm bold and the beautiful and Val is Edgar Allan Poe and so like those are our different brands <laughs> where Val like has the dark and moody and thinks about her writing and I'm just like Yo, here's my boobs. Aren't they amazing? <laughs> I'd love to lick your teeth. <laughs> You're Mark Twain. <laughs> oh my god. I'm some body romance novel that's very unrealistic. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you'll find your equal. I'm oh sure. my gosh. there There's probably multiple equals out there. Um, <laughs> because, like... Not looking to get married anytime soon. Call me when I'm in my 40s or something, but like. <laughs> no, that's what I've been telling my grandparents for years. Yeah. 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 But... Make sure they understand. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm sorry, but do you, st- in this economy, marriage, children? What? In this pandemic? Just use the pandemic. Like if yeah, they ask, as an excuse. Yeah, no, sorry, weddings are canceled till yeah. like 2030. I would say like lesbianism, it, like my, I've become gayer in the pandemic because I'm finally like choosing what I'm exposed to. And like I'm exposing myself to all this lesbian content and it's just amazing. Like sometimes I'll get really high and forget straight people exist. And this happened, I was watching the princess diaries and I was stoned out of my mind and like they put her with a man and I'm just like oh how disgusting I this was a thing I thought they were setting up her and Lily and in like, my day we never <laughs> and like I keep getting like re-traumatized because I'm like like or like watching like okay we watch Pride and Prejudice together which is like Coded lesbian, heavily coded lesbian. Mr. Darcy is Val's brand of lesbian. <laughs> Val, do you agree with that comparison? Um, I mean, that's the goal. I looked up to see if I could buy his coat on Etsy. It's like $250, though, so I couldn't justify it. But it is something you can buy. But, like, Elizabeth Bennett is everything that we strive to be as lesbians. And Mr. Darcy is just a butch lesbian who is bad at verbally expressing himself and comes off as a jerk. But you gotta not. stop coming at me. <laughs> not even, I'm sorry. It's like a personal attack. I know, I'm sorry. One time I was really drunk and I think I knocked on your door because I was like, Val, I think I'm Mr. Darcy. So I do remember that. That was like a year ago because we were yeah. talking about it. Um, but yeah, like, and if you, like, I've talked to other lesbian friends of mine and I'm like, yo, do you think, like, 
Mr. Darcy is secretly like coded to be like a lesbian and they're like yes of course like like Jane Austen was a, secretly yeah she died at 28 and like that was my goal for a while Damn, just being Jane Austen right yeah. yeah oh yeah I'm surprised I'm not dead already I yeah. think it's like a tragic lesbian <laughs> this is going really dumb yeah, but, like, <laughs> oh god hey, I don't want to end here right, come on yay. but like yeah Jane Austen I feel like was like uh the way she wrote women <laughs> I don't know like she might have been secretly gay, but she definitely, oh, like... No, she was. Okay. Oh, she was. Okay. I mean, no. I mean, yes. Okay. I, I mean, a lot of poets and artists especially were, like, closeted gays for mm -hmm. hundreds and hundreds of years, so it doesn't oh. shock me at all. It was just because it's, like, it yeah. wasn't normal back then or accepted yeah. or well, allowed like, even, which is stupid, it, but It's like how I played soccer, Jane Austen wrote. It's, it's yeah. the same. <laughs> it's the same thing. It's definitely more, like, if you look at, like, I'm reading up on this, the history of sex, and, like, if you think about it, like, women did, like, they were, it was, like, and men, like, had um, homosexual relationships that were secretly open. Like, women would be, like old maids but live together their entire lives or or be business partners like isaac newton and his roommate they were gay as fuck let's stop erasing that isaac newton did not die a virgin he might have never experienced pussy but he did not die a virgin <laughs> um but yeah it's just like there is a history of like homosexuality and like um even, like, if you look at the history of porn, um, strap-ons were very common in the Victorian times to use on men and women. So, yeah, I just think, like, history is written by the victor and, like, hetero people and, like, religion steps in and it's like, no, no, gay. So they, like, erase the, the gay history. But I think it's more prominent than we actually think. Um, but yeah. It's no, a hundred percent. Yeah. And, and I think that's the, the great thing about pride is it's a great opportunity to read up and learn more and yeah. um, just like have a better perspective on what was going on back then. Cause there was a lot of shit going on that we just overlooked oh, yeah. entirely, like even beyond just like the LGBTQ plus community. So, you know, the history books have always been written by white dudes mm -hmm. And look where they've got us now. Mm. So, <laughs> mm -hmm. so I think this would be a great time to talk about what we're doing on our Ladies Let's Talk yes. About Sex page with Emoji Bader, which I'm super excited about. Maddie, do you want to tell people a little bit more about Emoji Bader and refresh everyone's memory? Oh, I'd love to. Emoji Bader is exactly what it sounds like, that you heard it right. We are emoji-inspired vibrators. We've got eggplant chili peppers for all your vegan dietary needs um <laughs> we just launched a new animal line partnered with kiss toy so if um teddy bears and whales and kitty cats are more your vibe than fruits and vegetables um that's your that's highly recommended and we also have a limited edition ice cream cone going because we love approaching sex with a sense of humor and having discreet toys so you feel more comfortable exploring your sexuality without the pressures of stereotypical toys, I guess I could say. 
Yeah, no, no, 100%. And I even have mine like straight up on my desk table, like everyone walks in and they think it's this cute little toy. And I'm like, don't touch that. That's mine. (laughs) (laughs) But we are actually doing um, four giveaways with Emoji Bader on our Instagram at ladies. Let's talk about sex. Um, so keep a lookout for the hashtag my vibe, my pride. We're going to be having some interactive questions with our followers and our listeners. So feel free to enter into as many of the giveaways as you'd like. And we will announce the winners by the end of the month, which I'm super excited about. I'm excited too. I want the whole world to have an emoji vibrator. I know my roommate's been begging me. She's like, can you just buy me a banana vibrator, please? (laughs) I, like, have all of these sex toys, and she's just like, I just want a banana yes. vibrator. And I'm like, you know what? That's what? It's it, yeah. It's the time, too. We have nothing else to oh do. Oh, my gosh, <laughs> yeah. Like, right now is the perfect time to buy every single sex toy you ever dreamed of. Val just helped me buy one of my first dildos, which was awesome. Um, highly suggest, uh, suggest if you're a lesbian to have your own strap so you know it's clean all the time. but yeah like definitely right now is a perfect time to explore your sexuality and uh, like stock up I guess so you can see what your body likes what your body doesn't like and try new things yeah and my favorite part about emoji baiter is that because they're so cute and they look like toys it's such a great like beginner vibrator too because it's like you're not it there's not this big huge you know penis looking thing that you're like I don't know what to do with this yeah I think it's such a great tool to utilize even for like younger you know 16 17 18 year olds who are like trying this out and don't want to have this big ass vibrator in their house where their parents are I think it's very discreet so mom and dad won't know what this is exactly and like yeah, you could keep it out. You don't have to worry about your parents going through your drawer and like throw it. I know my one of my friends, her mom found her first vibrator and threw it out. Um, oh my God. Yes. I hope she didn't spend a lot of no, money no, on no. it. No, no, no. It's like from Spencer's. Uh, okay. <laughs> so it's probably good that she threw it out because who knows what that was made from. But like, um, yeah, it's, I would definitely highly recommend if you're like younger um, and you want to explore your sexuality, it comes in discreet packaging too. Um, They're great starters for whatever age you are, because I think we should be encouraging younger um, women to try out vibrators at a young age and like the less intimidating ones so that they can understand their own pleasures so that like you wrote for Emojibator, wishing you had masturbated and understood your body before you started having sex. I think it's a great thing. And we know teenagers are having sex. it's less spoken about. Teenagers are masturbating. Um, so why not give them things to safely explore and feel comfortable exploring? And I think Emoji Bader is perfect for that. So if you're a teenager and listening and you're curious, like it's a great thing to look into. And if you feel comfortable about talking about it with your parents, yeah, talk about it with your parents. Um, if not, whatever. Maybe you have your own job and your own credit card and like they won't know. They'll be like, oh, you got a package. And be like, yes, it is my sculpture of a banana. Don't click the top. No, 100%. <laughs> and 
And there's going to be four opportunities on the Ladies Let's Talk About Sex Instagram to win a free emoji baiter. Everything is, the emoji baiters are great, but it's even greater if you can get it for free. Yes. So definitely keep a lookout for our hashtag MyVibeMyPride for more information on how to enter those four separate giveaways. Um, But as we close off, do you ladies want to just... Say any last words, maybe plug your social media. So if anyone's interested in, you know, fulfilling any of those manifestos you put out there, they can find you. (laughs) That was deep in thought. Do you want to share your Instagram or your email? You don't have to if you don't want to. I know Maddie did last time, so I'm sure she'll... Yeah, hit me up on my Insta at Badalyn. Two underscores between the bad and the illin. (laughs) No, I can share. I'm just, like, I'm going to, like, have, like, a disclaimer. It's mainly me posting pictures of, like, cool bugs I find. So, like, Love it. Which also is very gay of her, but that's okay. It's major underscore Val underscore C, and that is my Instagram. And that is where it is. And we'll tag both of you um, on our Instagram when we do release the episode with the little image and all that great stuff on monday but i just wanted to thank both of you for coming on the podcast i really appreciate it thanks for having us i love talking to you every time it's a joy oh i'm so glad (laughs) i have so much fun chatting with you too it's so great come watch pride and prejudice prejudice with us sometimes yes. when all this is you over. know what i've actually never seen it we need to move into green zone and you need to come on over and watch mr once darcy the border opens. once the border opens <laughs> once the border opens i'm there oh. <laughs> my heart. you've never experienced kira knightley I've read the book. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Mildly yeah. forgiven, but oh my god. Uh, yeah, you're invited. Yeah. Okay, that's that's our next. We will live podcast the whole movie. Honestly, <laughs> dream. With the commentary. That's yeah. my manifestation right there. That's what I want for my future. Thank you very much. Okay, great. We'll set a date. <laughs> I love that. I love that. But I feel okay. like we should go up to Montreal because, like, we deserve a break from Philadelphia. <laughs> sure, we'll ride up on my moped. Yes, <laughs> we have the best little gay community Ooh. in the downtown. Ooh. It's so much fun. So hmm. maybe there's lots to do. I don't know how <laughs> sure you are in your heterosexuality, but you can explore yourself too. We'll have, go, a, fun we'll have a gay night out. Yeah. Find some ladies. I mean, I'm, I'm down to try everything. So there we everything go. once, you know? <laughs> there Love we it. go. Love it. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. But I just wanted to thank you both again for coming on the podcast. And to all our listeners, don't forget to subscribe to the Ladies Let's Talk About Sex podcast on Apple Podcast and Spotify. Let us know how you feel on Instagram at Ladies Let's Talk About Sex. And we'll speak to you next Monday. Thanks for listening.